Welcome, welcome to Living Hope. We've been studying all month this idea of the gift of Jesus, the greatest gift that has ever been given to us. Of course, Christmas, many of us, most of us have the tradition of giving gifts to one another, right? To celebrate the gift of Jesus. I actually think that started with the, the wise man in our house. We sort of have a fun tradition where the three wise men every year give us a gift. And it's a reflection of the gift that God has given to us, the gift of life. To wrap up our Advent series this morning, we're going to celebrate and remind ourselves of the gift of life. Kids, have you been looking at these presents here tonight, wondering what these are? Yeah? How many of you open presents on Christmas Eve at your house? Well, I'll tell you what, kids, and if you define yourself as a kid, you're welcome to come up. I want to invite you to come up because we're going to open up these presents tonight. So let's have all the school-age kids come on up here. What I want you to try to do is to gather around and split up evenly, if you can, around little groups, around each present, and don't start until I give the go. But when I say it is time, you're going to tear into these gifts, and I promise there's enough inside to have room for everybody. So spread yourselves out. Make a little group around each present. I got one more down on this side. All right. Try to make yourselves as even as you can. And there's a little something. Emphasis on little. A little something inside for everybody. So, Miss Holly, you give me the thumbs up when you think everybody's kind of spread out a little bit. And uh, looks like we can maybe have a couple more there on the end. So when I give the go, we're going to open up these gifts and see if it'll help us remind ourselves of the gift of Jesus. Are we ready? All right. One, two, three. Open it up. Open it up. Let everybody tear a corner and see what's inside. Rip open those boxes. Rip open those boxes. Now listen, Corinne, Corinne wrapped these, so if you can't get them open, it's on her, not me. Inside, you should see a little ornament. Pull out the little ornaments. And you guys have a seat right where you're at. Stay where, where you are with the boxes. All right. Very good. Have a seat. Stay up here with me. Okay. I want everybody to have a seat. There's six different ornaments up here. And we're going to go through these and remind ourselves of the wonderful gift that Jesus is for us at Christmas. Who has got the ornaments that says Noel? Stand up and hold them up if you have an ornament that says Noel. You guys stand up and hold them up. Hold them up so everybody can see. Noel is actually a word in French. And the French use it to mean Christmas or Christmas song. But actually it comes from the Latin word natalis, which really means birth. And for hundreds of years, Christians used the word Noel to celebrate the birthday of Jesus. It literally just means birthday. And Noel reminds us that the birth of Jesus is a gift. It's a gift that comes to us. And through the birth of Jesus, we know God's love. Stand up and hold up the ornament if you have the ornament with love on it. Who's that? You guys stand up and hold them, hold them up. We talked about this at the very beginning of December, that the gift of Jesus reminds us that God loves us, right? That God sent his own son to the world to show us his love, that he knows us, he sees us, he wants us close to him. And when we receive Jesus, we receive God's love and we give that love to others. And the love of God means that we have peace with God. Stand up if you have the ornament peace. Who's got peace? You guys on the end? All right, very good. Peace with God. No longer are we separated or distant from God. Now we have peace with God. We've been brought close. Peace with our creator, peace in our hearts, and now we can live in peace and harmony with others. Through the gift of Jesus, we receive peace. How about joy? 
Who's got joy? You've got to stand up and hold that up. We've heard this morning about the gift of joy. Jesus brings us joy. God is a God of joy. And through the birth of Jesus, we now know the joy of God, can walk in the joy of God and be overflowing to others. You can have a seat. Now, there's one more ornament, and this is not something we talked about in our Advent series. But who has the ornament with faith on it? You guys right here. Stand up. Stand up. Listen. To receive the gift of Jesus, to know his love and his peace and his hope and his joy, you have to have faith, faith in Christ. And if you guys can stand up with the ornament of hope, when you put faith in Christ and the birth of Jesus. Yeah, you guys stand up. You guys have hope? Who's got hope? You guys have hope. Pardon me. Through the gift of Jesus and his love and his peace and his joy, when we have faith in him, we have an eternal hope. That means that we can have this certain assurance, this, this firm expectation that God loves us, that he knows us, that he's coming back for us. And that is the gift of, of Christmas, the gift of Jesus' birth. And here's the thing. You put all of that together in God's love and God's peace and God's hope and God's joy, that brings us life. Amen? The gift of life. So thank you guys. Guys, give them a big round of applause. You can take those ornaments back to your seat. That's a little present for you. It looks like we have some extra in here. So um, uh, when service is done, I just first come, first serve. Come, come help yourself to an ornament. But tonight as we wrap up, we're wrapping up celebrating the gift of life. That Jesus, through whom we have the love of God, peace with God, joy in God, the hope of God, all of that together brings us this beautiful gift of life. Because God so loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, gave him in birth, in life, and in death, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so this, tonight we celebrate the birth of Jesus and we celebrate the life that we have in him, that you can be born again to eternal life. It's a, good, it's a good message. It's good news. As we heard tonight in Luke's gospel, the angels that arrived and announced to the shepherds 2,000 years ago, the very first ones other than Mary and Joseph to hear about the identity of this new child, to hear that the gift of life had come. And these shepherds out in the field see this bright light and they're afraid because angels are, are terrifying warriors of light. And we idealize shepherds, but the reality is these were these were blue-collar, low-status workers. They were out in the field, they were dirty, they were ceremonially unclean, and God comes to them first. Really a sign, an indication that this Savior will be for the, the high and the low, will be for all people, even those that in that society wouldn't have been highly esteemed. And the, the, messengers, the messengers, these heavenly angels, declare to them, as we heard before in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 12, the angels said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The angel appears that night, calms the shepherds down, and says, I have good news. I have good news that will bring you great joy. That word, bring you good news, is, is what we translate and, and use the word gospel. That's what it is in the original language. It's gospel. It's good news of a great joy. See, listen, Christmas is not about a feeling. Christmas is not 
about advice. Christmas is good news. We are reporting the events of history. So much of what we hear today is bad news. There's war and disaster and political corruption and violence. But tonight, we remember news that is good, that Jesus was born, that he was born a human, fully human, yet fully God. The news is that Jesus lived. He walked in love. He walked in obedience before God. He declared when he was on earth that he was the way. He was the truth. He was the life. And he demonstrated through his power, through the power of God. And that Savior Jesus died on a cross, crucified as an atonement for our sin, as a substitute for our sin. And Jesus, the news is this, Jesus rose from the dead three days later, conquering sin and death and the devil. And he rose back up into heaven and he promised that he would return again as a great king and a great judge. Friends, we celebrate this news tonight. This is not about religious rituals. This is not about some helpful tips for living. This is not a moral philosophy. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is the news of a person. And we believe him. We trust him. And it's good news of great joy. And the message of Christmas and faith in Christ should cause us rejoicing. God, forgive us when we're not people of joy. And now we, just as the angels proclaimed it, now you and I are messengers proclaiming to the world that Jesus came to transform the world and to transform the hearts of friends and family and neighbors and all those who remember this Noel, who remember this birth and put faith in him. Because unto you is born this day in the city of David. The city of David marks Bethlehem. This small town, this small rural town in southern Israel in the providence of Judea. Now now Mary and Martha, excuse me, Mary and Martha, Joseph and Mary, different set of people. Joseph and Mary lived in Nazareth, up in the north, right? But the, the Savior was born in Bethlehem. Why? Well, we read about the census, right? God used the Roman census to, to bring them down to Bethlehem, to register Dave, to register in David's hometown. Now, I got to tell you, it, it would not have been very pleasant or very comfortable. They would not have wanted to travel all the way down to Bethlehem to appease the Romans, especially with Mary about to give birth. And while it was inconvenient for them, it was no accident. For those of you that are going to be with us in January, when we jump back into 1 Samuel, we're going to read about the, the King David, who was born and anointed king in the town of Bethlehem. See, God had made an eternal covenant with the king of Israel, David, that one of his descendants would always sit on the throne, that the Messiah would come from his, his throne. In fact, the prophet Micah had foretold that out of Bethlehem would come a ruler. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth one who is to be ruler in Israel, one whose coming forth is of old from ancient days. A Savior born in Bethlehem, this long-awaited descendant of David. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. We get three, three terms there for our Savior Jesus that the angels pronounce. First, they called him Savior. Savior means deliverer. Jesus came as a Savior because we need to be rescued. We need to be rescued. Nine months earlier, the angel, the angel told Mary, and Joseph, that they would bear a son, and the angel said, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In fact, the very name Jesus, Yeshua, it would have been pronounced in the Hebrew, means the Lord saves. Amen? The Lord saves, and he came to rescue us from sin, from judgment, from ourselves, from death. 
This Savior is the Christ. Christ is the Greek form of the Hebrew Messiah, meaning the chosen one, the anointed one, the promised one, the one whom all of Israel for generations had longed and waited for had come in this baby Jesus, the chosen seed of Abraham, fulfilling generations of waiting. Jesus was Savior. He was Christ. And it says here that He was Lord. The Greek kurios is the, is the name of God translated that they would use to, to represent and translate God's name Yahweh. They would translate it as the Lord. What's, what's the statement being made here? Is that Jesus was God in the flesh. The Lord, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Just as we heard in our opening reading from Isaiah, this great prophecy, so many of these prophecies that are woven into the birth narrative. And in Isaiah chapter 9, the prophet tells us, Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. There shall be no end, because on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it, to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. This is the gift of Jesus, our Savior, our Christ our Lord. And the angels, as they're proclaiming this good news of great joy to the shepherds that night, he tells them there's a sign. God's given you a sign to know that this is not a figment. It's not being made up. There's a sign in Bethlehem. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now, I think every culture, every, every nation throughout history has wrapped up their babies, right? You keep them warm. You keep them tight. But, but that's not the sign. The sign is not a baby wrapped up in clothes. The sign is you'll find a baby wrapped up in a manger. Kids, manger is a feeding trough. It's like a dog dish for donkeys and cows and goats. And the angel says you'll find in the feeding trough a baby. Now that was peculiar. That's bizarre. A feeding trough is dirty. It's got animal slobber on. It's not a place you put a baby. But our Savior came humble. And the shepherds go to Bethlehem and they see the baby in the manger and it's a dead giveaway that what the angel said was true. And this sign of the Savior born in a manger is not just a sign to let them know it was true. It's an indication of the kind of Savior that Jesus was. Remember, the angel proclaimed that this was good news that will be for all the people. Listen, Jesus brings the gift of life for all people and we see that in him being born in a manger. Listen, our Savior was not born in a temple. He didn't come only for the religious and the righteous. Our Savior Jesus was not born in a palace. He didn't come only for those that are noble and powerful. Our Savior Jesus was not born in a university. He didn't come only for those that are educated and sophisticated. He was not born in a business center, coming only for the wealthy and the successful. He is a Savior for all people. Amen? And he announced that to the shepherds, these workers in the field, born in a lowly manger. Because listen, no one is out of his reach. Yes, Jesus comes to bring life to the religious and to the righteous, but also to the sinners and the rebels. Yes, he does come to bring life to the noble and to the powerful, but also to those that are weak and that are hurting. He does come to bring life to the educated and the sophisticated, but also to the lowly and the hurting. And he comes to bring life, yes, to the wealthy and successful, but also to the forgotten and the oppressed. 
I don't know what category you put yourself in tonight, whether you consider yourself high or low or in between, but Jesus came for you, a Savior for all people. Unto you is born this day. Unto each of you is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the gift of abundant life. One of Jesus' followers, a dedicated disciple of his, the Apostle John, wrote this in one of his letters. He said, this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has the life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have the life. Friends, hear this. God is the creator of all life. We have each of us been given physical life, but only those who have the Son have this life, this new life, this eternal life, this spiritual life, this abundant life. And so the call tonight as you hear about this gift of Jesus is will you have the gift? Will you have the Son? Will you trust Him as Savior? Will you trust the one who was born for you, who lived for you, who, yes, died in your place and rose again? Will you give your life to Him and in return receive His eternal life? Will you follow Him as Lord? The one who rules and who reigns as the author and sustainer of life, who offers you now renewed life, born again into eternity, now and on forever. Listen, to have the Son this Christmas means you can experience life, you can celebrate life, that fullness to give yourself to Him beyond the rituals, beyond the lights, beyond the songs, to know God and for God to know you. The gift of life, listens, means you can walk out of here and fall asleep tonight, not restless, not stirring, not wondering, not full of anxiety, but resting in God's love. The gift of life means that you can rest in your identity and your value as a child of God loved by Him. It means you can wake up tomorrow morning full of peace, knowing that you now have peace with God, knowing that in the midst of whatever chaos you may face, and tomorrow Christmas might be chaotic for some of us, but some of us the chaos will start Tuesday or Wednesday because life is filled with chaos. But you can have peace with God and peace in your heart knowing that you've been reconciled with Him. To have the Son means that no matter what disappointment, no matter what difficulty you face tomorrow or the day after, that you can stand in hope. You can have a certain assurance that God is at work that your future is secure. To have the sun, to have life, means that you can go to sleep again tomorrow night. Whether you get every, everything you asked for under the tree, whether things go the way you hope they will tomorrow or not, you can go to sleep tomorrow night with your soul full of joy, knowing that you belong to God, that you are secure, that you rest in Him. The Son was born, our Savior, our Lord, our Christ, to give you life. Receive that gift tonight. As the worship team comes back up to lead us, open up your heart and receive this gift of eternal life. This son who came for you, who knows you and loves you. We're going to stand together and sing Silent Night. I invite you to turn on your candles. To stand with us now and proclaim this ancient hymn as the lights go down to remind ourselves of that holy night to remind ourselves the Son of God loves pure light. To celebrate tonight that Christ the Savior was born and we now have a gift, a gift to receive, to accept, to embrace that gift of life. And so let's proclaim it together.
these old, old words, that they would bring new life to us tonight, that Christ is born, O holy night. Let's sing that first verse one more time. Silent night. Please. 